Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Hi, welcome to Whole Brain Teaching the Podcast. We are super excited that you're here with us today. I'm Laura Forehand. And I'm Rhonda Arlt. And we are so happy to have you today. On today's podcast, we are going to be discussing Whole Brain Teaching, as we always do. But we are going to focus on the dual language classroom, especially and specifically Spanish. So we are so excited to have our Whole Brain Teaching Spanish expert and executive board member, Crystal Caballero, on today. Welcome, Crystal. I hope I did not <laughs> butcher your last name. I completely apologize if I did, but correct me if you need to. But we are so grateful to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm used to it, right? It's Caballero, so no worries. Hey. Thank you so for having me, and I'm so excited to be here with you all today. Awesome. So let's get some background information. How did you find whole brain teaching? Yeah, so I actually found whole brain teaching my first year of teaching. I did not know what I was getting myself into, and I was looking for classroom management ideas. And I was Googling and I was looking through YouTube and this one video popped up with Coach B when he's teaching his college um, class. And you guys know that famous video. And from there, I was hooked. I love how he used his gestures, how he used the strategies. And I was thinking, I need to know more. Mm -hmm. So from there, I kept researching, researching, and I use whole brain teaching my first year. So I don't know what it is without using whole brain teaching. <laughs> That's fabulous. And Laura, I think that's kind of how you found it too, right? It is kind of how I found it, but I did not find it my first year. I was like, I found it out of like incredible desperation because I knew like this classroom of rascals that I was going to get. So good. I'm like a little bit envious, Crystal, that you have been using it since the first day of teaching. Good for you. Yes. Well, so, so it's uh, made a tremendous growth in my classes. Yes. Sure. So did you, when you started experimenting and trying this out and stuff, did you realize that it was lacking um, like a Spanish version? And if so, what resources have you created that to adapt it into Spanish? Well, when I came on, there was already the Spanish whole brain teaching website created by Jose Rey. And I really was interested in his website and I read it over and over because my dual class, when I first started there, um, they did speak mostly Spanish. So I wasn't sure who spoke English and who spoke Spanish. So I wanted to start off the beginning of the year with just doing mainly Spanish and from there seeing, okay, these students know 
more English. And little by little, um, I started seeing their growth in their oral language skills. And that's when I started using mostly English because in fourth grade, here where I live in the border city, we do speak uh, mostly English in the upper grades, but then in the lower grades, it is mostly Spanish. I see. That's interesting. So what are some resources that you have adapted into Spanish in case a teacher out there needs some of those resources? Yeah, besides the whole brain teaching cycle that Jose Rey had already created, um, we've um, adapted the rules in Spanish, the wonder words, um, and any other um, small things that Coach has released. I have um, created them in Spanish but it's their coach fee is always releasing new materials. So it's hard to keep up. Where are these resources located? You can find them on Teachers Pay Teachers, like the rules. And then also on the website, there's a video of me um, showing the rules in English and Spanish in case you um, need to see a visual of those. Okay. So if I understand right, you've always had a dual language classroom, correct? I started in a dual language classroom. So this is my seventh year teaching. So I did do dual language for four years. And then I moved to my other school that I am now. And now I'm in monolingual. But I do get a few students that are parent denials, which Mm -hmm. that means that their parents want them to um, learn more English. But at home, they speak Spanish. So they already have a strong base in Spanish. But we support them with English. And in the classroom still, I still use those resources to help them feel comfortable. And then once they, they're really familiar with the Spanish part of whole brain teaching, it is so much easier for them to transfer it to English. Okay. And I think you just answered my next question was if whole brain teaching made it easier. So that's good to know because I would think there would be some resources that would definitely help. So let's begin with the basics of whole brain teaching, which is the whole brain teaching cycle, the magic circle. How would this look or sound in a dual language classroom? Yes, thank you for asking that question, because that is the main component that I would use when I also first started in the dual language classroom. Like I mentioned in my fourth grade class, that first year um, and those fourth years that I was in dual language, most of them were more Spanish speaking students. So what I did is I used my curriculum and used the whole brain teaching cycle in Spanish, just like it, we do it in English. It's the same thing, but in Spanish. So our magic circle, which is our whole brain teaching cycle, if you're not familiar with it, you can go to wholebrainteaching.com. But just to give you the gist, we have the attention getter, which is class yes. And then we have our brain engager, which is mirror words. We're teaching our um, direct instruction. And then after we do our teach, okay. So I would use the same cycle in Spanish. So our attention getter would be clase, mande. And I would have them um, look at me just the same thing, but in Spanish. Then from there, we would use our espejo con palabras, which is mirror words. I would teach them using my curriculum, which was Spanish. And then I would do the direct instruction, doing the same thing with my gestures. And then I would have the enseñanza directa, which is um, the teach okay, which I clap twice and um, I say teach and they say okay. And in Spanish, we would do enseña de acuerdo. So it was the same thing, but I would just adapt my, my curriculum. And 
in my classroom, I would teach part in Spanish and part in English. So our reading and writing was in Spanish. And I would use that whole brain teaching cycle in Spanish. And we would, when we would, um, in the afternoons, when we would learn science and math, I would use it in English. And I would see those students that felt comfortable enough for, for them to teach the class they would. And I saw tremendous improvement with their oral language because at the beginning of the year, if they were new to from the um, to the United States, they were very shy and they would not like to speak at all. But as they saw their peers, as they saw all, all of us really into that learning process, they felt more comfortable using their language and they were not scared to speak because a lot of times some are shy they don't know English enough but we were all very supportive and that whole brain teaching cycle really helped them grow in their English skills and oral language. Yeah and and I feel like just a whole brain teaching classroom in general we kind of you know get that community part of it really going so students are very supportive of each other so I love that that is then also translated into your Spanish-speaking classrooms as well with this teaching cycle. So the thank you, you're welcome has been added to the teaching cycle. So is that something you've also included? Yes. So after clase, mande, we would say gracias, then nada. And the gestures are still the same. So that's what's awesome. We keep the same gestures. It's just the wording that we use in Spanish. Awesome. That's good to know that like, the gestures are the same too. You're just changing the language. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So for any teacher that might be overwhelmed or like, oh, this is a lot, just think that it's the same thing. You just use the Spanish um, portion of it and, and the gestures could still be the same. All right. Well, I think you talked a little bit about it. Um, I wanted just to go in a little bit deeper with that whole brain teaching. You mentioned using oral writing. Um, what about like with the brainies and stuff for these dual language students? How does this strategy help them? Yes, brainies help them so much. So I know that, that my, especially with the students that were recent um, from another country, they were not familiar with their grammar rules or they everything was new to them because Spanish and English is so different. So using those brainies help them really understand and transfer those skills into their writing. Of course, this was fourth grade. Um, with the lower grades, it will take a little longer. Every time that I would teach, I would have it up for them and I would put that visual so that the brainies are the the gestures for grammar rules and I would put those gestures um, that Coach B has created and they were able to see. They are very visual. So I would also put that sentence stem that I wanted them to, to use when they would use their brainies. And I would always be the example first. I would model it. I would pick also a student that was um, more comfortable and they knew exactly um, what to say and if they would like to share they can and then I would pick other students that might might be a little shy but they were never they were never um, really like they, they always wanted to share they were never really like hesitant they they were so brave and that's one thing that I love about the, the students we always create that positive class and no fear classroom in whole brain teaching. I love that about whole brain teaching too. Um, you mentioned using the sentence stems. 
Um, what about using power picks? Has that been helpful or has that been something you're able to incorporate in a classroom where, you know, Spanish is the way that you are, are teaching your students? Yeah, thank you for that question. So I feel like the sentence stem and the power picks along with the gestures are are really, really big visuals because they need visuals and lots of examples. So our power picks, if you're not familiar with, it's like a vocabulary word and it has the definition and the gesture for it. And it makes it a visual. It makes vocabulary very visual for them. So I would always post those on the slide. Sometimes I didn't have room on my wall, but I would post them like on the side of my door. I would try to create a space for them or maybe even print them for them. So when we would review our concepts, they always knew, oh, they could refer back to the visual in case they forgot. And we would use a lot of practice um, for them to really understand the those concepts once they were ready. Then I would transfer those skills into their English um, language so that they can build those both um, both oral language at the same time because um, that was the goal in fourth grade here where I live is you start building their their native language but then the goal for them is to really increase their oral language in English because they also have a test at the end of the year. So once I found that they were really strong in their native language and I would use all those whole brain teaching strategies with the cycle, the brainies, the sentence stems, little by little we would move into them practicing it in English. Gotcha. So are the, just for clarification on my part, did the power picks that you used, were they in English or were they in Spanish? So it would depend. So math and science, I would do in English. So those were in English. And then my ELAR writing power picks were in Spanish because that's what I would teach in Spanish. But some did English um, did reading in English. So it was very different. Mm -hmm. So for those students that needed it in Spanish, I would print it for them. And those students that needed it in English, I would print those for them so that they can have what they needed. And are the Spanish ones that you use, the Spanish power picks, are those available somewhere for teachers too? I created those on my own. So I just have them on my own Google slide, mm -hmm. but they're not on TPT. Okay. Is that something like at the end, you know, we'll have you share your information, how people can get in touch with you. But is that something they could ask to use from, from uh, as one of your resources that they could use in their classroom? Oh, yes, definitely. Perfect. Well, I could see how the, the visual is super important with a dual language classroom. Um, I'm just curious, has there been any part of whole brain teaching that is harder for a dual language student to understand or do? Um, at first, if they are really new to to um, their classroom, so I did have a few students that were um, recent. They they had came from another country, so everything was overwhelming for them at first. So they felt very shy. They they wouldn't communicate with their friends or or with me because everything was new. So so that's one thing that I saw that was really hard for them. And they would just look at their classmates like, "What is going on here?" And I remember this one student specifically, and after we practiced and really modeled and I did really make them feel really welcomed and we would celebrate our, our Spanish language. It was never like, oh no, this is English. No, we would celebrate both. And I would try to make them as comfortable as they could because coming from, from a new country, you're just like overwhelmed. And 
practicing and celebrating each other really helped us grow. And from there, I noticed that they felt really comfortable sharing their their homebrew teaching with the class. And of course, if they didn't want to present in front of our classmates, it was okay. But honestly, I noticed that as the days like progressed, all of them wanted to share and we were all celebrating each other. So it at the end, they were really able to speak so much English because like I mentioned, my those four four years of the dual language, most of them were Spanish speakers. But yes, I would even hear them in lunch and PE. They were, they were using more of those English skills. I love the idea of celebrating your students that that's really special that you were, that you didn't, you know, say we can't speak this or we can't bring this into the classroom, but you're able to bring your whole self into this classroom and you're going to be celebrated for that and celebrating their culture, which is a huge part of who we are. So yeah, I love um, that. I would explain to them like, this is the same thing, but now we're going to try it in English. So once they felt comfortable with their Spanish, um, the Spanish, um, the psycho in Spanish, then we're like, it's the same thing, but this is um, what it is in English. And then they were like, oh, okay, I understand. So it was so much easier for them to just transfer that language yeah. once they understood it in Spanish. It was right. so much easier and they felt more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So as we kind of uh, wrap up this really, in, I think, important and informative podcast, um, specifically focusing on dual language or Spanish um, speaking classrooms, do you do you think what you have done to accommodate a dual language would work for other languages as well. And the reason I ask, and um, I know Rhonda had presented this question before our podcast, but I think I saw something on one of the Facebook pages recently about um, having the whole brain teaching um, information in French. And so like, is this something that you feel like would work with other languages? Definitely, because like I mentioned, all the gestures are the same. Like, let's just think about brainies, capital letter, period. Those are just gestures and they're just noises, like period, ert, and those are the same thing. So only what would change would be the cycle and the wording you would use. So for in English, our attention getters class, yes, in Spanish is clase mande. So even using that in French or Chinese, it would just be that wording, but everything else would stick this, um, be the same. And the visuals of the power picks, it's just a picture. So there's no wording in there. So that would definitely be able to, to remain. It's just the wording that would use during, um, when you're teaching the whole brain teaching cycle to the students and using your curriculum with it. <laughs> Well, I know that you've mentioned that you have um, some Spanish um, resources on teacher paid teachers. Now, you also have a whole brain teaching Facebook page for English language learners. Do you have any other goals or aspirations to include more information for these students? I mean, like long term, what are you seeing? Yeah, I would like for the whole brain teaching Facebook page for the ELLs to have more activity um, because I, I do feel like there's so many English language learners and 
honestly, like me teaching kindergarten this year, I feel like we're all English language learners. We're all learning. And the same strategies that I use for dual language, I use with my kindergartners now because they are learning a new language. And it is helpful for anybody, all kids, because we're all visuals and we we um, learn by repetition and, and gestures. So I would love to just have that page to celebrate all students and celebrate our culture uh, where we come from. I think that's very special. I, I agree. Now, I haven't checked lately. I know we've been doing a lot of updates to the whole brain teaching, or Sarah has anyway, of the website. Is there um, information um, about Spanish on there? Yeah, so there's the the videos of the rules. And also, if you want to get familiar with the whole brain teaching cycle in Spanish, if you type www teaching.es instead of .com, it's .es, and I think it is in the website now. It'll take you to that Spanish website that Jose Reg had created, and once you click that top um, button, because there's different options, it's going to take you to that Spanish portion of the website, and he talks about the Spanish hoping teaching cycle, also the scoreboard, and our favorite super improver. So um, if you have a chance, go ahead and check that out, and everything's in Spanish. And if you also have other questions, you could email me at www.holbrainteaching at um, crystalcaballero.com. Perfect. Yeah. And we can put that information in the show notes as well. But I'm really hoping that posting this podcast to all the different Facebook pages, including the uh, ELL Facebook page, will hopefully bring more, um, you know, more interest and more of the things that you're hoping for, for the ELL Facebook page. Yes, I also have seen some teachers post like, oh, my oh, my student is new to the United States and he's very shy. He's not participating. And trust me that that is so normal. Mm-hmm. If you just put yourself into their shoes, they're, they're just, this is such a new place for them. It's a new language. It's so different. But trust me that as long as, he, as you build that relationship with that student, he or she little by little is going to start participating. And it's it's going to be, um, they're going to communicate more with their peers because that is what I did see firsthand with my class and I just tried to do that and at the end they were so excited they loved school was their favorite year so hoping teaching for the win (laughs) yes for sure and I love what you said about we're all English language learners that is so true and like even this year just having to back up and kind of work more on that oral language because even if you are, you know, born and raised in the United States speaking English, you know, since the moment you were born, um, there's still language that needs to be learned and proper grammar and all the things that you've been talking about, even if English is your first language. So I love how you said that we're all English language learners because that's true. And and if we go about it that way, then hopefully some of our students who maybe English is not their first language feel more included and accepted into our classrooms because I think that's super important. 
as well. I totally agree because me thinking about myself, I was a Spanish speaker myself and I didn't start learning English till like fourth grade, fifth grade. And um, what I love about the whole brain teaching classroom is we're always using language. They're always talking to each other. We're always inviting students to come up. So they're always getting that practice, that oral practice, and we're constantly developing ourselves. And that's one thing that that has helped so much. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Crystal, it has been so great having you on the podcast today. Um, you've shared with us just another way that whole brain teaching can help all students. And that is one of our goals. I think I can speak for Rhonda as well, but that is one of our goals is that we're helping all teachers and all students um, when it comes to using whole brain teaching. So you've already mentioned that our listeners can get a hold of you through, I believe it's Crystal Caballero at wholebrainteaching.com. Is that yes. right? Okay. We'll put that in the show notes to make sure, especially because you do have some resources that are not on Teachers Pay Teachers. And so um, maybe some some people would like to see what you have available because it would be beneficial in their classroom as well. If nothing else, just talk to you, especially if they are just getting started. Um, it'd probably be wonderful to have somebody who's been there and done that. And I'm sure you could be a huge source of encouragement to them. Yes, of course. Anybody who has questions can email me. Awesome. Well, thank you, Crystal, so much for being on the podcast. We appreciate your willingness to help so many teachers that have dual language students. And I think it's becoming more and more um, teachers are having, having that um, in their classrooms. Remember to check out the website, www.holbringteaching.com for information about Holbring Teaching and check out our Holbring Teaching official store in Teacher Paid Teachers for our Holbring Teaching resources. Yes. And once again, thank you, Crystal. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this podcast and all other podcasts with your teacher friends and even with your administrators. Um, we are extremely grateful for each and every one of you. Until next time, bye. 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 bye.